Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Natalie Catania, the community manager for Sheerly Genius. Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to be a part of this. So I am excited because you guys are the world's first pair of indestructible sheer tights. Let's talk about all of the pain that you women have gone through to get to this point to create such an innovative product. So where does this all begin? Catherine Hummuth is the creator and founder of Sheerly Genius, and it all begins with her, actually. Um, she always had troubles with ripping her pantyhose, and she always found that to be a pain point whenever she'd go into business meetings. And she told me a little bit about this because we've been friends prior to the business. And I was like, yeah, I totally get it because I've been in the service industry for about 14 years serving, and I would have to purchase multiple pairs of pantyhose And they'd be ripping every single time I would wear them. (laughs) And especially if I'm running around, not paying attention, you always get a snag and you always get a hole in them. So it was a big pain point for me as well. And I was always like, is there any way to like write these off or anything like that for us? It's really well needed. That's for sure. So this is super cool. I mean, I love the fact that it's innovative and the fact that some of the materials that have been used in it are like the same fibers used in bulletproof vests. I mean, how did you go about coming up with the idea to integrate such a you know material into tights yeah a little bit about the history of tights i mean prior to us coming up with this fiber there hadn't been an innovation since nylon and spandex and that's about 60 years ago so this is the very first innovation in material for hosiery in about 60 years And the way Catherine came up with it was she thought that she really wanted to get a very strong fiber going for a pantyhose. And it's got to be super simple, right? She thought of Kevlar as being like super, super strong. And when she looked into Kevlar, though, it was way too thick. And what she really wanted to do for a product like pantyhose was she really wanted a very strong fiber that was also really thin and fine to make the pantyhose. So she ultimately found something that was pretty close to something very fine. It was also very Kevlar-esque, but it wasn't quite fine enough. So in order to produce the pantyhose, we actually had to develop our own fiber that's never been used before. So all of the fibers that we wanted for strength were in the category of bulletproof vests and climbing equipment, and they were a lot stronger than ours, and they were also all white. And it was also a fiber that it was non-dyeable as well. So we had to figure out how to color it. 
And the coloring process actually is in the production process. We had to manufacture our very own fiber and we actually had to dye the fibers in the production process uh, as the fiber was being extruded through the machines. Lots of innovation there. So (laughs) given that you're the head of all things marketing and community driven, let's talk about the preparation for the crowdfunding campaign. What did you guys do or how did you decide that crowdfunding was the right means to launch? Yeah, so I actually personally have run a couple crowdfunding campaigns on my own through various projects that I've done on the side. And I really love the Kickstarter community and the crowdfunding community. I'm actually an avid backer as well on both Kickstarter and Indiegogo. So I thought that that would be a really great step to take because Kickstarter already has a very engaged, built-in community with people who are willing to take a chance on a product that they believe in. So that was a big thing for us. In regards to planning for it, we hired a PR team who is fantastic, and we got the word out first and foremost, and working with you know a marketing team like Adventus <laughs> to kind of help us along and just get the word out. And right away, first and foremost, when you're launching the campaign, we talked to all of our friends and family and said, hey, can you help us? We want to raise as much money in the first day as possible. And so that's kind of like how we did that, as well as building up our social media strategy as well through our Instagram and Facebook, as well as Twitter and Pinterest and all of that, just having our ducks in a line before we launched. So being the community manager, which platform or network do you think's given you the most ROI or has the most fans in it that are really active that you communicate with daily? Yeah, I would say that Facebook would be one of the biggest platforms for that. Just because we have quite a few PR posts from things like BuzzFeed and Insider, and uh, they're all on Facebook there. And you know, everybody wants to comment on it. So it's really, really quite interesting. I think Facebook is the platform that most people comment on for us personally. So you guys have raised now more than 6x on your goal. What do you think has been, you know, ultimately responsible? I mean, with all the marketing efforts, the PR, obviously all the advertising that we're doing over here on our end, what do you think has been driving the majority of all of those sales for you guys? I think it's just the fact that our product is super innovative. We have something that has not been created prior to today, as I said, over 60 years. And people are really tired of the planned obsolescence of the hosiery industry. And so I think it's a part, partially the, obviously the marketing, but also partially the fact that we have an innovative product that people want to write about and talk about. Actually, what's interesting about our product, speaking about planned obsolescence of the hosiery industry, is the fact that uh, with our product, we're saving around 8 million pairs of throwaway pantyhose every year globally from the landfills. It's a pretty big dent. Yeah, that's great to see, obviously. So given that you've run a few crowdfunding campaigns, what's been the biggest surprise thus far for this active campaign? The biggest surprise? Huh. I guess with my last few crowdfunding campaigns, they weren't as quickly funded. So I think that just the fact that it was so quickly funded and everybody was on board and, you know, just how you just the the feedback that we're getting from everybody and the positivity, I think that that was the most surprising for me. So let's talk about interaction with your backers. Are you getting a lot of feedback? How are you managing it? And what are they saying? 
Yeah, for sure. A lot of our backers, which we're so happy to have, we get a ton of different feedback. We get comments and messages and we love it. I answer every single one of them. And what they're saying is they really love the product, but they really would like us to expand to nude pantyhose, other colors and other styles and things like that. That's probably the biggest question that we get from our backers. And our answer to that is, yes, we definitely want to do that. We definitely want to move into many more styles and colors and sizes in the near future and hopefully expand globally and make this a global brand. So, yeah. So that's where you guys are headed next when the project ends? Well, next, yes, we hope so. But next, we're going to be heading over to Indiegogo to continue with our uh, crowdfunding, actually, which is very exciting for us. Awesome. So you guys have been working with our agency Inventus Partners for a while now. What were some of the considerations that you guys went through in terms of choosing an agency to partner with? Yeah, so I guess... Number one would probably be, you know, just taking a look at what the history is of the company, right? So who you worked with and how they did, as well as being able to get along with, you know, the people, you know, you guys are very friendly and very easy to get along with, which we really, really love. There's no period for trial with you guys, which is amazing. You stick with us all along the way, which we were really, really happy about. And it's been a fantastic outcome. So we're really happy with the partnership with that. That's what we were pretty much looking for. And you guys hit all the goals for us. Oh, we love all the feedback, Natalie. And no, it's been great working with your team as well. And obviously, you know, achieving hundreds and hundreds of backers. And I think we're almost at $175,000 raised as the campaign is coming to an end on Kickstarter and migrating over to Indiegogo in demand. So it's been great. Yes, it's been awesome. (laughs) So Natalie, this is going to get us into our launch round. I know you're an avid listener of Art of the Kickstart. So are you ready to go? Let's do it. So what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? So for me, I, well, I was an entrepreneur in my own right prior to joining with Catherine. But for me, becoming an entrepreneur and joining a startup, it's just about building a product that people can love and people can, you know, really relate to and just to see how people react to it. It's amazing. So if you could go to the beach with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Ooh, the beach. Sarah Blakely. She seems like she'd be super fun. You know, she was a comedian when she started and she just sounds like a down to earth, really great girl. And we could learn a lot from her. Nice. What would be your first question for Sarah as you guys are laying your towels out on the beach? Oh my goodness. How do you do it? Keep a family and a business going. (laughs) And find time to go to the beach, right? Exactly. Who did you look up to when you were growing up as a kid? When I was growing up as a kid, I looked up to my mom, I think. She was always a working person, and I always wanted to strive to be independent like that. What book would you recommend to our audience? This is very hard. I love all of the books. <laughs> you know what? Ready Player One has been like one of my favorite books, actually. It's really interesting, and it's a fiction, but... That's the first one for us. All right, Natalie, last question. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think the future of crowdfunding looks pretty bright. I think more and more people are going to be getting involved in it. I think that more and more people are going to be, you know, learning more about it as it grows and becomes more popular. And this will really help entrepreneurs to build really great products that people want. I think the more people involved will help a lot more people be able to start businesses and create more jobs for other people as well. Absolutely. That's our hope as well. Well, Natalie, this has been awesome. Please give our audience your pitch. Tell them what you're all about, where people should go and why they should check you out. 
Yeah, so we're the first pair of indestructible sheer pantyhose. And yeah, definitely check us out. There's more answers to your questions on our Kickstarter page where you can see our whole video about the whole behind the scenes process. And there's lots of behind the scenes video there. You can also check us out on our website at sheerlygenius.com and on our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at sheerlygenius. Awesome. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the notes, transcript, and links to everything we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and BackerKit. And if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Aw, thanks so much for having me. That was great. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.